0: Hey there, FPO family. Welcome to another episode of our midweek meditation. I've got James here with me again. And actually what we're going to do this week is we're actually going to look ahead to uh, some verses that we're going to be reading in the FPO Bible Reading Plan later this week. Uh, As we approach Christmas, it was a great time just for us to bathe our hearts again in uh, in the story of Jesus Christ's birth. And so later this week, we're going to be reading Luke chapter 1 and some verses from Luke chapter 2. And today we want to dive in uh, to just a couple of verses in Luke chapter 2, specifically uh, verses 10 uh, and 11. This is the episode where the angels have come to meet the shepherds in the field to basically tell them about the birth of Jesus. And so I'm going to read these verses for us, and then we're going to dive in. In verse 10... Uh, Luke records for us, And the angel said to them, to the shepherds, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. James, I know as I've thought about this, one of the things that stood out for me is that Um, The angels, in communicating to the shepherds what's taking place around them, almost unbeknownst to them at this point, um, is they say to them, I bring you good news of a great joy Mm -hmm. that will be for all the people. And so the angels, in a sense, are saying to the shepherds, the source of joy for all people, is found in the birth of this baby in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord, who we know to be the Lord Jesus Christ. And so it just struck me that in the midst of the world that's telling us how to be happy, (laughs) how to have the good life, the angels of heaven visit these shepherds and they say, hey, I've got good news for you. It's good news of not just joy, of great joy Mm -hmm. for all the people. And so the source of joy for us, the source of the good life of happiness is found ultimately in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was born for us, uh, who lived for us. And ultimately, we know at the end of his days, laid down his life for us only to be raised from the dead yeah. uh, for our salvation. And so as you've thought about this passage, uh, what are just some of the things that God has been doing in your heart?
1: Yeah. Well, what a, one of the things that I love just about the Christmas season especially as we come into having lessons and carols and all of our favorite Christmas hymns and our worship services and a candlelight service. All of these things are really joyful experiences. Mm. You can be, I've, I've done it before, just kind of been trucking along and then suddenly it's Christmas and I haven't really been thinking about it all that mm, much. Yeah. And then I go to the Christmas Eve worship service and ooh, I'm feeling some joy because this is a joyous declaration that God has come from heaven down to us. Mm. We were so poor and so helpless that he had to come on his rescue mission to come and get us. Yes. But he also flips it on his head and he doesn't just ride on golden chariots down from heaven. He comes as a baby, mm. wrapped in swaddling claws, lying in a manger. Yeah. And so the great source of joy. Is A, God Himself has come, and B, He has come in order to understand all of the hardships, mm. all of the poverty this world can offer, of things we see in His life, like the betrayal of friends, of the deep anguish because someone has died whom He loves. Our source of joy is that God comes into our experiences. Mm.
0: Yes, I mean, even as you say that, I'm just immediately thinking of John chapter one, where he, you know, uh, you know, the Word became flesh, and he dwelt among us. Mm He uh, he took on our flesh, and not just in theological categories, but in reality and experience. I think you get even that here in this in this passage where the angels, and this is interesting, he says to them, "For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior." And I'm just imagining if I was there and they're like, "Hey, a baby's been born unto you." I'd be like, "Wait a second. <laughs> you know uh, what do you mean? Uh, I'm over I'm here not with having the sheep a baby. Right I'm now. here with the sheep. <laughs> uh, but even just the angels connecting that this baby born is not ultimately for Joseph and for Mary. Yeah. Uh, this baby that's born, the Lord Jesus Christ, is for all people. This really is what we see in John's gospel. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, the Lord Jesus Christ, is a gift uh, to every single one of us. He's the one who's a savior. He's the one who is Christ the Lord. Uh, tell me, we were, we were talking a little bit ago before uh, you know we started recording this of just how easy it can be to go through the rhythms of this season of... Uh, hanging decorations, you know, lights, decorating a tree, decorating your house, uh, having great feasts, seeing friends and family, yeah. giving gifts—all of the rhythms that we associate with this season of Christmas. Uh, tell me just some of your thoughts of um, the temptations we can face to kind of divorce those yeah. from uh, what we see here, but also just the encouragements we see to let those things function as as an encouragement to. Uh, to remember uh, this story?
1: Yeah. Well, I think you're exactly right. It is, I mean, first of all, we need to remember Christmas is a Christian holiday, right? The source of our holiday comes from what we're reading right here in Luke 2. And so in order to really understand all of these rhythms that we're going through, we need to relate them back to the Christmas story. So let me get one example is just the hanging of lights on our houses and having lights on our tree and all of these light symbols that are associated mm. with Christmas. We're going to have a candlelight Christmas service. And one of the main prophecies in Isaiah for Christ's coming is in Isaiah 9 where it says, A people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. mm that Christ is the light of the world and he comes into it. And so light in the darkness is a Christian theme and the rhythms that we do are rhythms that we can remember what it's all about. Yeah, And of course they've been co-opted and of course there's a lot of other things vying for our attention about what Christmas means, but it's a Christian holiday and some of the practices that we do have, have come out of Christians reflecting on the meaning of Christmas And then trying to create practices and traditions that remind us of what we're doing.
0: Mm, That's good. That's good. I mean, it it makes me think even, you know, uh, during this season, there's a way in a sense to uh, be asleep at the wheel almost and go through the motions and hang lights and eat a bunch of food and give gifts and see family and all of the other great traditions we associate with this holiday, but to do them in a sense the way... Uh, the lost world does them, divorced from um, them functioning as reminders and mm-hmm. signposts and flashing billboards saying, don't forget what this is actually about. But there is a, a chance, in a way, uh, for us to do this season, and I recognize we're close to Christmas already, uh, but even in the remaining days of this season, just to let every light we see point us to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. To let every gift that's given um, on Christmas Day or on you know Christmas Eve, whenever your family does those kinds of things, to be a reminder that we give gifts to one another out of love and care for them as a reflection of the God who loved us so much that he gave the Lord Jesus Christ. That we feast together with friends and with loved ones because as those who have a Savior who is Christ the Lord, we've been invited to feast with him. (laughs) Not only now, but for eternity, our experience will be a feast of unending joy and glory in his presence. And so there's a way to let uh, all of the traditions and the rhythms of this season continually warm our hearts in a sense. I mean, earlier you were reflecting on, it's easy to kind of go through the motions and look up at Christmas Eve and back. Oh yeah, that's what this season is about. It's
1: Christmas. Uh, We can
0: actually choose to live intentionally and, uh, and cultivate um, an awareness, uh, eyes to see and ears to hear uh, what this season
1: is all about. You're exactly right. And, As we kind of come to a closing of just this conversation, I know we didn't read this passage, but I think the response to all these things that we're talking about, the response to this joy, this multitude of angels and this heavenly host also gives that to us. Mm. So they are giving this announcement of joy. They're telling us about Christ and then they break out into praise, Mm. right? Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. I mean, that's the gospel message in, you know, what is this, six verses? Right. That, hey, here is a gospel, good news of great joy coming into the world. It's Christ. And our response is to praise the Lord. Yes. Our response is to have peace and to be among those with whom he has pleased and to accept and rejoice in the Savior who's given to us. Mm, that's well said. That's well said. Well, with that... Uh, let us just wish
0: you uh, and your family the, uh, the merriest of Christmases. We hope that your next few days together are uh, filled with great joy, not yeah. just at the experience of getting to be together and getting to exchange gifts and hang lights and eat good food, uh, but because all of these things point us to the one who was born for us, the one who lived for us the one who died for us, the one who was raised from the dead for us, the one who even right now is at the Father's right hand praying for us. We hope that this week uh, you experience that great joy that He won for us. We love you guys. Until next time.